It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz defeat the Memphis Grizzlies to go 4-0 on the road trip and win their seventh straight overall. It's an interesting game, Ron, because it was was per se ugly and it was grindy. I don't always hate these kind of games, actually. I kind of think there's a little bit of an artistic element to, like, when a team is can kind of get you to play like this and you have to fight through it and you struggle and to see what your mental fortitude is. And so it's one of those games. There was no rhythm to it. There was no flow. There was no elegance. There was no ballet element to it. Everything was tough. A lot of half court. And at the same time, so you could say, well, they didn't play that well. They didn't make their shots the way they had been. The Jazz were just 6 of 22 from 3. But on the other hand, they never trailed tonight. And so to me... There's a little bit of this element that I, I kind of like this just as much as I do some of the other wins. Slow-paced game without hot shooting, and you're able to hold into it. Well, you have to figure out games as you go along. And, and uh, obviously, there's going to be games where you have to play a half-court game. The, the, what the Grizzlies wanted to do, as, as Bernie Bickers, the Bernie Bickers, as Bickers, the J.B. Bickerstaff said, is that they wanted to put the Jazz late in the shot clock. And, and he also said that the Jazz apply a lot of offensive pressure, so they wanted to take that away. What they did take away was the points in the paint there for the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz did not have a good night with points in the paint, only 26 points in the paint. Very few lobs, very few layups the Jazz had uh, other than you know what they've been able to get so far. So a grinded type game. I, I know the Jazz have had to play some of those games before. Uh, tonight, they played a half-court game and, and just did just a good enough job to stay ahead. There have not been a lot of teams in NBA history, by the way, who've won seven straight and still ended up under 500 at the end of that stretch. Like that, just—I think Miami did it last year on a on a quite a run. But I mean, this is pretty interesting to watch a team turn the corner the way this one has, and to go and go four and zero on this road trip. I think we looked at this road trip and wondered if you could get one of Memphis, of New Orleans, and San Antonio. Maybe you go three and one to go four and zero and just play with this confidence. And and Ron, the the kind of the key words here have been concentration, confidence, and collectiveness, and I thought that those still all held tonight. Well, you, you can see that, and you can see that the Jazz, from every ball game during this streak, the Jazz confidence level obviously is very, very high, but they seem to get better at what they're doing. Uh, you, you and I watch enough of what the Jazz want to do out there on the floor to know when when they're getting the, when they're getting the job done, when guys are in, in, in the right spots, and, and, uh, and things have just been clicking. The key and we've talked about three different players, you know, and, you know, from Derek Favors to Rubio to, to Rudy Gobert, you know, guys that have done a tremendous job. But it's been the open looks that the Jazz have been getting. The six-game winning streak that the Jazz had early in the year, those were open looks, and, and uh, they were knocking down shots. They're getting them now. But Rubio, he's just uh, he, he's, he's just playing out of his mind right now, and, and especially – at the start of the basketball game, I, I think it's when the Jazz, you know, need something going. Well, let's talk about Ricky Rubio. As we saw, Bernardo just gave us four Spanish flags, I think, on the bottom of our mention. So, shout out to you if you're in Spain uh, catching this, watching and rooting for Ricky Rubio. But on this road trip, Ricky Rubio has had two of his four largest scoring games of his NBA career. He had his career high in San Antonio. He had his fourth highest scoring game of his NBA career tonight. Uh, he... Also had the 30-point game against Portland, so three of his forest four have been uh, so far in this season. Over 20 points, the uh, last, three of the last four, anyway. He's I mean, been over 20 points. All right, now if you take him over the last seven games, I'm sure he's averaging over 20 points. I mean, this is really remarkable. And tonight, 
he didn't do it with the layups. He did it because he was aggressive and got to the free throw line. Yeah, and just he's also rebounding. I mean, he had eight rebounds tonight, and those aren't rebounds where he's in there fighting guys and and and, and rebounding the basketball at the rim. Those are rebounds inside the free throw line that he anticipates coming off the rim, picking them off, and 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 starting the fast break. So he anticipates well. Uh, he just does a lot of things well right now. All right. So let me try to understand, trying to figure out what's going on here. There's one of two things are going on. One is it's just some abnormal streak, and he'll revert back to being the 37% shooter from the field and a 30% three-point shooter, and that's a possibility. Like, let's not kid ourselves that this could be. The other possibility is that playing for his fifth team or his fifth coach in five years, it really took him a while to understand how to play with teammates. Let, take me into a player's mind. What, what do you think it is for Ricky Rubio to learn to play with all new teammates for the first time in his career in a new system? How hard was that? Well, it's, it's definitely hard, and I think he said that. Uh, what a couple of games ago, or t- uh, two or three games ago, when you were when you were talking to him uh, about that, about the number of coaches that he's had, but what I think has happened there, he hasn't had coaches work with him like Igor has has has, has been doing all season long with him. So the adjustment that he's had to make uh, from. Uh, changing his shot maybe I, I don't want to say changing his shot but making sure they had a little more arch under the, under his shot to and, and just developing confidence in shooting the basketball I think his aggressiveness he has great hands he has good good footwork that's I don't think that was ever needed to improve any but the the, the system seems to complement the what he's trying to do out there on the floor and obviously when you when that happens the best of you is going to come out Justin Zanuck pacing the side of the court on the phone right now. Here, here, Facebook Live. There he is. He's over there. He's on the phone. The deadline, 1 o'clock tomorrow. I don't have any knowledge of anything. I'm just playing with y'all because I know everybody's uptight about it. Uh, Back to Rubio for a second. He, He played in Minnesota very straight up. What they're really trying to get him to do is play lower. We saw Mike Elliott, remember, early in the season with the strings on him in the game. He didn't play. Trying to get him to engage different parts of his body. One, they thought it would keep him healthier. Two, is if he could get his hips into his shooting, that they thought that would help. Is that possibly what's going on? Well, you know, if he's been working on those things and those are the things that they thought would would help his game, you'd have to say that it has helped. Uh, who, Who knows? But... We know that he does work hard at it because we watch him in practice. We watch what he what he's going through after practice. We watching. We know that he works on his shooting. He's just. Uh, I think he might be, and and you could. I think maybe someone from Minnesota could probably tell us if they think he's a different player now than uh, with the Jazz than what he was in in Minnesota. We'll have to find that out. What is your guess? Do you think this is somewhat of an uh, unusual streak, or do you think he when he comes off this high? He comes back to a higher level than what he was before. I don't think we can expect this, right? I don't think he's a 22-point-a-night scorer every night. But when he comes back off this hot streak, do you think he comes back at a, at a little higher level than what was his previous mean? I, I think he comes back at a higher level at, than he was. Uh, you remember at the beginning of the year, he was he was shooting the ball very well and uh, getting off a, a lot of shots. Wait, wait, wait a sec. Just... Eric, you want to come and t- I haven't talked about the officiating yet. Would you like to talk about Mark Davis for a moment on our um, postcast? Uh, no comment. No, I, you know, look, man, I, I, we don't know what was said because we don't sit courtside anymore. So you can drop a magic word and it doesn't look too uh, demonstrative. But according to what we heard in the postgame press conference, it doesn't seem like it was there. So 
Things happen like that. This is Eric Castle team that play by play announcer for the Grizzlies. That it had a huge impact on the game, though. It did. It swung it from a four point game to a seven point game for there for a while. Well, but you were going to shoot that free throw anyway. But so JB gets kicked out. What I, you know, honestly, um, you got to know. You got to know who the officials are, and he's got that reputation. Oh, boy, so. Does he ever. So if he's got the reputation of having thin skin, probably not a good idea to insult him in a close game or uh, continue to complain. Grizzlies have had a problem with that. Look, the, the thing that swung the game to me, four straight possessions, four straight turnovers. Your guys were in the passing lanes and, and just made the plays down the stretch that, that better teams make. And right now the Jazz are just clearly a better team. And that's that's where injuries can take you in a hurry in this league. You guys know all about it. And, you know, I, I'm I'm watching our young guys get better night in night out but they got to learn that while you get better it might be a good idea to close the mouth in the same time and and not realize and realize that yeah that costs you a little yeah that's the thing that hurts the most right that that check coming out of the uh the pocket someone dylan brooks second round pick he can't afford that no yeah <laughs> nobody can I, I don't know anybody that wants to give up twenty five hundred dollars i don't care who you are that's a lot of money so By no way, it was a nice win i'll send you an email i've got some notes on andrew harrison that actually his uh, shot profile is the number one way players develop Huh? So, interesting. actually, interesting notes on that. Nice right. to see you. Good to see you guys. That Same is travel. Eric Hasseltine. Does a great job with the Grizzlies. Uh, before we wrap this up in seven wins in a row, uh, some Donovan has not been great the last two. Any thoughts? Well, uh, I'm not worried. Not worried. I, I, I think uh, it, it's amazing how he was on a hot streak there as well, and and he was really rolling along. Uh, you get sick, now you got to regroup and, and and come back. So, I'm not worried at all. I, I think uh, uh, he'll be just fine. All right, that is our Facebook Live show for the night and our postcast here on Locked on Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in. Locked on Jazz will come to you. We'll have trade deadline coverage as well at LockedOnJazz.net. And keep an eye on all of that. Uh, Hope everybody is doing well. We'll keep you up to date on all of it. And if you want the whole jazz broadcast, you can go to the Utah Jazz radio podcast that's available on iTunes. Have a great night. Be safe. Jazz have won seven in a row. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter, so it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.